And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts he is justin juice cannon boom boom baby got a little afternoon record going on here a little uh off the beaten path for our typical recording schedule but the beauty of podcasting, and this is just coming from the super producer for anybody out there who might have a podcast, it's good to be ahead. It's good to be ahead. Yeah, just um, getting the slate ready, having a little backlog ready is always, uh, it's always good. So we're not hustling to get something out, get something prepared. We do have a couple of interviews prepared too. I'm just going to get right into it. It's going to be try to be a quicker episode. No, it will be a quicker episode. Uh, we're going to do a little NXT talk today. I feel like it's been a little neglected recently by us. Um, I'm going to start by ranking a pool of 10 of the NXT 2.0 or younger, younger talent in NXT women's division. We kind of did it similar in the men's division before. Uh, I just want to put spotlight on these newer, really young ladies and Wendy Chu, because I didn't realize she was 30, but she also has been around for a couple years, a few years, because I forgot she was, um, oh, what's the spooky lady with Zia Lee and um, Boa? She had like the face paint and she was like an ancient Chinese oh, witch. I, I forget the name, but I know who you're talking about. Tian Sha was the faction, but I forgot what her name was. I thought it was Tian Sha for like a year and then I found out that, no, that's the faction. <laughs> I think like Ming something, Ming Jue, the she was like a ancient like evil um, witch in Chinese lore or something, and that was like the faction, and um, that was her first character, and then now she's the lovable Wendy Chu. But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna go in this list super quick, say like one or two sentences with each. So I'm just gonna go from um. So Billy's not gonna do this too because um. One, we do D&D on Tuesday, so Billy can't watch, and I record it. And secondly, uh, most of these are NXT 2.0 people, and NXT 2.0 was bad, so I don't blame Billy for not wanting to watch. <laughs> I know literally five names on this list. Yeah, that didn't, I, I was kind of expecting that, and I didn't have replacement people, but I decided to just not replace them, just do it like this. And um. Because I, I didn't think we really needed the rank Mandy Rose and Alba Fire, K- Kaylee Ray, or, you know, the Andy Hartwell. Um, I thought these people needed more spotlight because they're lesser known or they're really young and they're most of them are just starting out wrestling in NXT. Like that's their first 
exposure like people like lash legend or tiffany and stuff but um i'm just gonna jump in right into it so the pool is wendy chu tiffany stratton lash legend kiana james nikita lyons ariana grace aka satino morella's daughter cora jade roxanne perez tatum paxley and tia hall uh, why didn't I include Ava Rain? It's because she has yet to have a match on TV. And why didn't I include Fallon Henley? Uh, I don't know. She's just more of a manager than me. Um, Electra, too old. Not that she's old, but like, I don't know. Also, I didn't want to go for the established people like the indies. She's young, but she's established. She was before NXT 2.0. 2.0. I really wanted to focus on a pool of NXT 2.0 ladies that aren't tag team. So no um, Valentina Perez. No GG, no JC Jane, um, just because they're more in the tag team division. No Saul Ruka, because like Ava Rain, she's been on TV twice. <laughs> well, three times, I guess, one, two matches and the one promo. But I'll uh, jump into it. I'll go to my 10. Uh, number 10, a way distant 10, way far away from the other nine. Uh, Lash Legend. I hate Lash Legend. If I'm putting Fallon Henley on the list, she's ahead. Fallon Henley's ahead. Uh, if I'm putting anybody on the women's division in NXT or any women's wrestler that exists, I'm putting them ahead of Lash Legend. I hate her. I just think she's so bad. I don't think she really knows or is getting it. I know she's really young. She's a basketball player. Uh, there's still time. And she does have, uh, she's, it's weird. Like she has a high energy. But I don't think she has a, a wrestling charisma. It's not the correct charisma. I know I'm just nitpicking at this point. I just I just think she doesn't get it, both in the ring, outside the ring. I don't think she's really connecting with fans. Uh, she's not connecting with me. I just go away heat for me. But uh, I hope she turns around because she is really athletic. And I do think she could turn around. And I do think she has the energy that she can she just has to find the right character in this cocky former athlete character. We've seen it so many times. And if, if she's just not doing it right, she's not doing it the right way. And I think she's got to find a more creative, more original character, not an established one. And maybe she'll connect with me better in general. If you're a fan of hers, I'm sorry. Um, number nine, Nikita Lyons. Um, Nikita Lyons, I think has potential. She got the look. She's pretty athletic too. She's, um, I mean, people are probably mad. Like, how is she not in the top three for you? I'm not, I'm not connecting with her. I think she is just so much work to do. She's nowhere near ready. I don't think she's even TV ready. I think they kind of rushed her on the TV, but NXT is more development, developmental than it's ever been. So, um, you know, I'm just going to be patient with her. I think she'll definitely rise up the list. Like I said, it's just like her promos are fucking god awful. Like every time she talks, I'm just like, just stop. Just let Zoe Stark talk, okay? <laughs> let someone else talk. Um, but in the ring, I actually think she's got uh, crazy potential. She's got a, a unique moveset and the most unique uh, pin attempt of all time. Uh, so, you know, I'm rooting for her. Uh, I, I'm like Flash Legend. I don't have any issues with her. I don't want her to go away. I want her to stay in develop. Uh, next, Kiana James. Kiana James is one that she's low just because she's just starting to get involvement. Her feud with the fact that she's trying to like buy Chase U is really hilarious. I think she's been, um, she's got really great personality, potential in the ring. Uh, great look. Uh, I really like Kiana James. I think it was kind of, uh, 
I wanted to put her, I think on character alone, she's better than the person I have seven and six and maybe five. But um, I know the people have her. I just, it's more so I just really like them as people and just like them. It's more of a bias thing that I put them ahead. But uh, Keon James got plenty of potential, maybe more potential than the key to Lions in the next three people I have. Maybe even more than Cora Jade and Roxy, to be perfectly honest. Like, I, I think she's just, she's new, but she's already on such a role with her character work. And um, definitely big things for her and Horizon, I think. They really started to push her. Next, Ariana Grace, the daughter of Santino. Um, not much been on TV much. I think character wise, uh, I, I kind of relate her to Keanu James. I don't think she's as good as in ring as Keanu James, but character wise, she knows what she's doing. Her dad is uh, one of the best characters and one of the funniest guys. I think Ariana Grace is, um, definitely someone to look out for. She's injured right now, sadly. And I, they were just starting to really get her on TV. Uh, I hope she, the momentum is back once she's on our TV again. And I think her main holdup right now, the thing she's got to work on the most, isn't character work or promos. I think it's just in the ring. I think that's where she's lacking the most. And she's very, very rough in the ring, very rough around edges, has a lot of work to do there. Uh, next, Tatum Paxley. Tatum Paxley is really creative in the ring. Like she can, she's new, really new the wrestling, but you, I, if you told me she was in the Indies for a few years, she was like 18 because i think she's like 25 i'd believe it but she's not she's brand new and in the ring she's great she's also someone i think is dealing with injury tim paxley uh her character she needs to find a character it's kind of just she's a girl who can wrestle and wants to prove herself um and be tough and she's calling out the legends like natalia she's ivy niles like protege she was kind of loosely connected with diamond mind she just has to find a set character. And I think once she does, um, she's going to skyrocket once she really finds her place in who she is as a wrestler. Cause in the ring, Oh damn, she's got great potential. Like in the ring, uh, it's a creative move that I really don't see often. She's extremely strong. She has a great work ethic and you can tell that she loves it. She loves what she's doing and she wants to be here. More, maybe more than anybody on this list. Uh, next is next is tia hale <laughs> people are probably why is tia hale so high in the list she loses all the time she hasn't really had many matches she's very raw honestly uh, and most of the time when she's on tv it's in the chase you skits is the classroom skits or she find out she's dorm mates with uh Bodie, or they go on a tour in london or stuff like that or she's coming out and manager it's just like her charisma She's got uh, charisma on top of charisma on top of charisma. Uh, she makes Liv Morgan look uncharismatic. She, <laughs> Tia Hale, it also just cracks me up all the time. Like uh, last episode of NXT, Duke just crashed through the wall, Shockmaster style, and her reaction, how she sold it, made it just better. Like Duke was great, and then her, she was like flailing against the wall. She was like scared and startled. Uh, she. Her, her acting, wrestling is great. Uh, so much charisma. And I think the fact that she does have a set character right now and she's developing her out the outer ring stuff right now, I think that's going to be best for her in the long run because once you already have that down, it's easy to get the ring psychology down and the things in the ring down. 
at points it's more important. So I'm really, I think that's why she's heartless. She just cracks me up. I think she's really fun. I do think she's athletic. Obviously it's the ring stuff needs to work on. Really. We haven't seen what she can really do in the ring. She has pretty quick matches. She's lost to Keanu James twice already. I just, she's just funny, dude. She's just funny. Uh, next is Cora Jade, number four. She can be a baby face. She can be heel. She should always be heel. Honestly, when she uh, debuted on NXT, I was familiar with her in the indies. And when she was a baby face, I was kind of confused. I was like, I don't think that's a big good fit for her. But now she's what she's got to be. In the ring, she's pretty good. She's been in the indies. She still developed a little bit in um, every years, but I think she, since she's been in the Indies, she's more developed than most of the people on NXT. I do think this, of the people that I've said so far, she's the most likely to uh, be a future women's champ, maybe other than Nikita. Um, definitely someone's going to be top in the card in the future. And she's 21, which is just crazy to me. Like she's younger than some of the girls I already said, and she's just more developed and uh, has a lot further in her career than them. And it's kind of crazy. Next is uh, Roxanne Perez. Personal favorite to mine uh, in the ring. Oh, she's ready to go. Call her up. There's already talk that she is getting called up because she impressed in her SmackDown match, uh, uh, six man, six woman tag match. And character wise, She's got a character, the plucky underdog hard worker. Uh, we've seen it before, but she she plays it well. I don't think it's the most compelling character, but um, she does make me always want to root for her, so it works for her. Do what works. Stick to what works. I mean, that's kind of what John Cena was. Never give up, right? And at times, people got sick of it and hated it, but it worked. It He was still, he's still like a, a Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. So I don't think Roxy really has to change her character. But if she does and shows like a heel side or maybe a more creative character, um, I, I she'd probably be easy number one for me. Because in the ring, she's great. I love watching her matches. Big fan of hers. Been a fan of her since she was in Ring Honor when I got exposed to her first. Next, Tiffany Stratton, number two. People were probably like, why? Uh, athleticism is there. Uh, she's just as athletic as Lash Legend. Character... She plays the daddy's rich girl so well to a point that I, I've never seen it played as well as her. We've seen the character, but she just does it perfectly. She gets the acting part really done uh, really well. And in the ring, she's athletic, but she also understands ring psychology and using her character and doing these little nuances. And she's picking it up so fast. Like what? She's been wrestling for a year and a half, if even. And I think she's just miles ahead of so many people. Um. I know she took some time off recently. I said it was injury, but um, I'm pretty sure it was because she had a boob job. <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to see her back and in the ring. She had one of my favorite NXT, NXT 2.0 feuds with Wendy Chu. Her and Wendy Chu were going back at it, and they had some great matches. Like uh, They really shocked me and really made me a bigger fan of both of them. I'm already a fan of Wendy Chu. It made it made me change my mind on Tiffany. At first, I was like, eh, not not a fan. I kind of almost hate her as much as Lash Legend, but I'm completely changed. She makes me now I hate her because I'm supposed to hate her because she's a great heel. And I think she could be a great baby face too. And because of her athleticism and just energy and 
her just intelligence in the ring that she uh, it's crazy that she's this smart already. Definitely impressed by her. Number one, uh, Wendy Chu. I love Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu's the oldest of these 10. She's 30. Definitely the most experienced and she's at the end of NXT black and gold. Uh, she can play multiple characters. She has the range. She played the scary Tiancha character and now she's the like she likes to take naps and slumber parties but she also has a darker side of that character too in the ring i think she's really creative really strong she's got great power and i love seeing it she fights like a hoss and me and you both love our hosses she that's how she wrestles she like the she wrestles like she's seven foot tall and i love it uh because she's just plucky energetic um I think she's ready to get called up, to be honest. I don't know how they use her in the main roster, so I, I don't want her to. I kind of want her to. Honestly, I was hoping she would be the one to throw, to throw in Mandy Rose. I don't think she will, but um, seems like Alba will because Alba just refuses to quit against Mandy Rose. But Wendy Chu, a lot of potential. One of my favorite women in WWE right now. I, I really like her. And um, I know the order might be confusing, but um, I don't know, that's my personal opinion. Uh, if you have a problem, well, you can you can suck it. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I I have very little exposure to a lot of these people, but people like Wendy Chu, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, uh, Nikita Lyons, my girl, uh, Lash Legend. You know, like I'm familiar with them, and I think it's really interesting that like I knew like the different spectrums of like your rankings, where like I was very familiar with your bottom two. And then familiar with three of your top four. So definitely <laughs> appreciate the insight. Um, a lot of Lash Legend hate. That's, uh, I don't know if that's warranted or not, but I, I would say that, you know, we're definitely excited to see all these women grow and develop. Remember, they are in developmental. And I think that WWE seemingly has a good crop of young women talent that they're building behind right now. And I think that the veteran women are all slowly working less dates. I mean, we haven't seen Sasha in a minute. Uh, Bailey was on injury, so she was gone for a while. Charlotte currently not on TV regularly. And amongst other WWE veteran women, either in other companies or have since retired or done other roles within wrestling. So I am very excited to see what happens with all these women. Hopefully uh, all your predictions are true. Um, I know we talked off air about Tiffany Stratton, how you were surprised. I didn't know who she was. And I did look into her between our conversation and now I was kind of just looking up some of these women as you were talking of them. And she seems really interesting. I feel like she could be a character that I would really like. And I am a fan of a good heel. And if she plays this character well, then, hey, I'm here for it. Definitely should check her out. Check out her. Um, it was a hardcore. It was no holds barred match against Wendy Chu. A uh, really great match. Definitely recommend it. Is that the, it the uh, last? The lights out match. Is that what they're calling? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I think it's the lights out match. Um, that's what specifically it was called. It's, you know, there's so many role names for hardcore rules matches nowadays. That is, it's... <laughs> it's very interesting. I just kind of want to touch on that. That they have a lights out. Isn't that the AEW gimmick match for a no holds barred match? Yeah, uh, WWE usually doesn't usually do lights out. That's what I was kind of surprised. That's why I, I couldn't really remember what it was called. But um, yeah, they did do it um, not too long ago. Kind of shocking, but they did a great match, and they they did better than a lot of the AW lights outs I've seen. Um, 
it was just really well it was a really well told story they both told a really great story in their rivalry and some people were complaining like oh this rivalry is going too long and it i was always invested and i think they did a good job at cooling it and not having it on tv and then bringing it back and getting your interest back it was one of the few good things about nxt 2.0 and um it was a it was a really good payoff match and it made you just love wendy chu more and Tiffany really put her over. And I think just two women with like great potential, something I'd like to see in the main roster too, when they really even their skills even get better in a few years. I think that could be a match. I'd love to see in a pay-per-view, a big pay-per-view to be perfectly honest. I think it's a match that would be worthy of a woman's title match on the main roster. I think they got that much potential that they could be upper card in the women's division. Well, I will be following their careers with great intent and interest. And speaking of somebody who has their career slowly taking off, it seems uh, you touched on her previously. It is Ava rain who has been revealed as the mysterious women member of the schism. And I, as somebody who is not a faithful NXT follower, have recently been seeing a lot more people talking about the schism in the way that Ava debuted, obviously the daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So that puts a lot of pressure on her automatically, literally being the daughter of the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever exist. And I think that this debut is really good for her. Um, I think that they kind of learned in a way from The Rock's debut where, you know, he was Rocky Maivia, came out during that Survivor Series match, ended up getting die rocky die chance at some point in his career before he found the nation domination and you know i think her debuting with a not like well established but like guys like joe gacy you know like an established person and i'm not honestly too familiar with the other two members of the schism but um i've been really liking their promos young veterans are they really young veterans yeah they are their look, they their their names. look is just so different. I didn't even recognize them, honestly. Like the look is and the look of them too is fucking scary. And that's what I love about them. Like they all are just scary looking motherfuckers. But like I feel like the two like talking opportunities that Ava's had for her being, you know, relatively newly debuted, I was pretty impressed. Like the sit-down interview that they did, like her delivery and her cadence and like the way that she spoke of herself, like she was convincing. Like I really liked how during that promo, like Ava brought up like, oh, you only cared about the schism once I debuted. You know, why didn't you care when I don't remember their names, but when the other two members of the schism, you know, became part of them, like, you know, why didn't we have a sit? Why didn't they have a sit down interview? And like, it just really sold me that like, holy shit, like eventually she's going to get built up as this like major baby face that breaks away from the schism. And like, everybody's going to love that. Like I can already tell they're setting that up or that they're just going to dive deeper into it. She's just going to become a good, a good heel, but I have been really fucking with it. And I think that the promos they've been doing and the stuff that they have been up to, I am going to keep a close eye on the schism and see what's going on with their stories. Yeah. It was not the reveal of when they showed who's behind the smiley mask. I was not expecting her. And I was, I was happy. I was like, if we finally get on TV, you get to see what she can do. And yeah, you're right. That first promo really surprised me. Well, it was really good, like you said, and it surprised me. Um, I, I was like, you know, I, I doubt she's going to be like The Rock and have that skills. I'm not saying she is on the mic. I'm just saying that 
She's better than I was expecting. Um, I'm excited to see how she is in the ring. But character-wise, I like it. And I think some people are complaining, why isn't she being with the bloodline? And I think you already kind of said it. I, I You can't, it, like, The Rock kind of got pushed into being a legend right from the get-go. You can't do that. You got to ease them into it. And she's still very developmental, I think. In a bloodline, it, it's not the time to do that. It's not maybe eventually, but not right now. I think Schism's a better fit right now. And it's less predictable and things that can happen too. Um, like you said, maybe you transition to a babyface or maybe they just lean into it and make her one of the top heels in NXT, which eventually Mandy Rose is going to main roster. So you're going to need a new big bat in NXT and maybe Ava Rain is it. I definitely think she's the, they can mold her into that. She's already got the legacy. There's plenty of intrigue on her right now. Uh, it's definitely someone I'm really interested to see. And yeah, uh, I'm all for it. I yeah. mean, I'm not big on the schism because my boys, <laughs> James Drake and Zach Gibson now name changes. I don't even remember their names. And I watch NXT every week, but they're, uh, they're creepy uh, though. They are fucking creepy looking. Yeah, well, they're great wrestlers, so they're doing the, the characters really well because they're amazing, and they're two of the most underrated wrestlers in, in the industry, I think. I wish just Grizzled Young Veterans work. I really wanted to see them on the main roster. I wanted to see them be like a top three tag team in WWE, but, you know, uh, it can still happen. <laughs> Maybe not as a schism, but um, we'll see. Uh, I have hope. Uh, it's just, you know, I get always depressed every time I see – Zach Gibson just shaved and just like they're just like Joe Gacy's bitch boys now. <laughs> if anything, I hope to see them become this new cult like equal member sort of group. And I think I- I'm going to stay optimistic for it. I like spooky shit. I like the weird shit in wrestling. I love characters and this stuff tickles me pink for sure. And to wrap the episode up tonight, of course, wouldn't be any episode of just Juice and I without a Mount Rushmore. Now, I think speaking of Ava Rain's father, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think that he is probably going to find himself on this Mount Rushmore in some way, shape, or another because we are talking the Mount Rushmore of wrestling catchphrases, ones that connect with the crowd and really sold some merch. And Juice, I don't know about you, but like our last Mount Rushmore, I think I had 12 that I came up with. Let's see. Actually, I have multiple for multiple people, too. So for individual wrestlers, I have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15. And three of them have at least two. <laughs> That's fair. I only did uh, specific catchphrases. So if like Stone Cold, I'd only pick one. And No, I, uh, I have I have picked one. For instance, Stone Cold is definitely one. I have picked, spoiler, I have picked one particular Stone Cold's uh, catchphrase, but yeah it, it's a tough list to make i mean i'd probably change my week could probably do this one like 10 times but um what made me think of doing it is we're living a but there's a lot of hot catchphrases right now uh scissor be teddy ass um everybody loves the claims both in the claims acknowledge me acknowledge me uh he, he's not feeling very oozy <laughs> right. the, the new hot trends right now um, and then, of course, even though it's not really a catchphrase, more of the catchword. And but uh, LA Knight just delivers it so well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Let's just end. I remember WWE asked the other day in a post, like, what's your favorite WWE catchphrase? And like 90% of the people responded with, yeah. Like, I don't know. I even said it on the podcast a few times. It's catchy. LA Knight's the man. Uh, and it's not even like a catchphrase, the word. And it's a pretty simple word, but like, woo. Like, what? It just, it's just, you know, it's caught, it's caught on. So I can uh, lead us off here on our Mount Rushmore then because, uh, I did already spoil that I do have a one particular Stone Cold Steve Austin line. And I heavily debated because I have an Austin 316 shirt. Um, I love the open a can of whoop ass, stomp a mud hole in somebody. You know, those are some classic ones. The what is obviously classic, but it didn't come on my list because I just fucking hate the what chance. So what I decided to do for my first entry for Stone Cold Steve Austin is that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. That ended many promos that were legendary and that got a pop out of the crowd every single time Austin said it. So you can't deny that that's one of the greatest catchphrases in wrestling history. I can't deny it. That was one of the two Stone Colds I was going between. I'll just say my Stone Cold right now. Uh, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Easy, uh, classic. It's between those two, the one you said and, and mine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Stone Cold's on this list. Uh, what are we even doing here? We might as well just cancel the podcast. But yeah, so we're keeping the podcast alive. Right. And like I mentioned before, Ava Rain's father, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, had many of popular catchphrases. Um, I chose one that personally really resonated with me. And I feel like a lot of casual people, like a lot of mainstream people really picked up on this one. Now you're probably thinking it's the, it doesn't matter what you think. Nope. Nope. I went with, if yes, what the rock is cooking. That's a classic. Absolute classic. That might be the best wrestling catchphrase of all time. In all honesty. Uh, that's why I went with I, I, I. Well, this is what I wrote. Insert rock line here. <laughs> but uh, can you smell what the rock is cooking? I almost thought about know your rule and shut your mouth because that even shut your mouth is even a video game made like uh, and layeth the smackdown. Yeah, it's just very iconic. I think those are the two I was thinking for rock. Rock has like 20. <laughs> it's too many. Let's be uh, honest. Uh, there's so many. Like when you call John Cena Fruity Pebbles or Cookie Puss yeah. or... or even um, insert city here. The rock has finally arrived back. Uh, there's so many. Um, rock is another one that had to be in the list. And I went with the same as you. Now, I feel like here's where we're going to start getting some divergency. Uh, I want to mention just a couple honorable mentions before I get into the final one. Um, Two, I think that I'm going to say three that are like very, very, very close to being my number four or being close to uh, on my list here. Uh, the DX suck it very close to being on my list, but it was not uh, the Hulk Hogan. What you going to do, brother? Very close being on my list, not on it. And the John Cena, you can't see me again. Very, very close to being on my list, but it is not. And uh, the the one that I am going to pick for my number three here is one that you mentioned before as being very simple, but again, it has transcended so many forms of media. If you go to any sporting event, uh, you know, you will likely hear this, especially if you are from the New England area and you have gone to at least a Boston Bruins game. And that is the Ric Flair. Woo! 
And if you go to most wrestling shows and you woo, you're going to get at least like 15 to 20 people that are going to woo back at you. So it, I think that just proves it was very iconic. And I also want to say the limousine ride and jet flying, wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing. Is that, is that it? Son of a gun. Is it? Yeah, I, know, I know son of a gun, but I didn't know if there was one before son of a gun. So limousine riding. The limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. That one is also good, too. Uh, it was really tough for me not to put Wu on. I didn't put Wu on, and it's probably just a huge injustice because you're right. It's just still a big thing, just all over the place. Um, I went with. I actually went with Suck It. I went with Suck It just because uh, maybe more so impact on our generation and the generation right before us, specifically people doing it in school. Yep, just doing that, going to our teachers and doing it. There would be like there was even like a news story about like um schools banning it and like you get detention or in trouble if you do it, I, which I found hilarious. And it wasn't an onion piece; it was like a real thing. It was like it was just great. And um, yeah, it's and it's still people still love it the reunion this revolved around them just saying suck it to people people loved it the other week um yeah that's that's my number three yeah like you can't deny that that's one of the best wrestling catchphrases of all time short sweet and to the point and very easy to imitate now for my number four here again there are still so many great wrestling catchphrases on here um I want to give another shout out to a couple of the other honorable mentions I have here before I go into my last one. Um, I had Booker T on here two times because he is the five time, five time, five time world heavyweight champion. And of course, can you dig that sucker? Both great. Um, I also have the Macho Man. Ooh, yeah. I can't really do a great Macho Man, honestly. And, of course, the Vince McMahon, you're fired, might be also one of the more iconic uh, wrestling catchphrases. But I chose one of Vince McMahon's former, uh, I don't know, hated enemy is the right word, but definitely not favorable party. And that is Brett the Hitman Hart with the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Because, like, the amount of cockiness and passion and just, like, you know, like, how how much crowd reaction you can get with that catchphrase was just awesome. And, yeah, like, I think Brett rightfully deserved it. One of the best of his time, best of all time. And many people could not dispute that he was indeed the best there was, the best there will be. That's a good one. And other athletes still use it. You see it in like sit down interviews where people are being cocky and like a Lamar Jackson will say it or something like that. Definitely a good one. Um, uh, mine might seem like a shocker, but this is one of the most over heels of all time that said this. And I think it's just such a clever, simple catchphrase that needs to be said. And I think it just has a place on here because just the guy who said it is iconic and a lot of people were inspired to become heels because of this guy it's everybody pays the piper rowdy rowdy piper um just oh it's just so catchy i fucking love it it's just so good it's so good he was a genius i i wish he we got actually got his run during our generation instead of you know a little earlier but um you know we still seen him in rumbles and stuff 
every piece of piper is just so catchy i just love it like i i was like saying it last night to myself like 10 times <laughs> i thought you were gonna go with ted dibiase's everyone's got a price because that um, is one of my honorable mentions I thought about a Ted one too, because uh, I love DiBiase. I, I even have an autographed like pop figure of his. Um, I thought about that. I thought about my boy Eddie. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I thought about Viva La Raza. I thought about a lot of things, but um, yeah, this one snuck on there. I just think R- Roddy Piper is one guy that we really never really talked about on the podcast at all, and I think a wrestling podcast not mentioning him one of the greatest heels of all time is you know would be bad and i think it's a great line and i think it's pretty iconic too and it's really one of the it, it a lot of people just put spins on their names and their catchphrases and i think this is the guy that really got that going and him and hulk are the guys that catchphrases revolving around their name their character I think I think everybody pays the piper was first. Don't quote me on that. I just think it is. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest. Um, definitely did not even cross my mind. To be honest, I didn't even know that was Roddy Piper's catchphrase. So definitely one of those Mount Rushmore situations where I might not necessarily agree with you, but I definitely don't deny how great Roddy Piper is, and that he is obviously the catalyst for a lot of people, especially like an MJF. Like I see a lot of Roddy Piper in MJF. I feel like just like the arrogance, the cockiness and just believing that you can back up everything you say. Um, I do have a couple more honorable mentions though, for myself, uh, the undertaker rest in peace was one that I think is really good. Scott Hall's Hey, yo, like always garnered a crowd reaction and the delivery, the, machismo the charisma i loved it love that scott hall man and of course the daniel bryan yes the yes chant um i think that that arguably is one of the most transcendent uh catchphrases of the 21st century at least of the 2010s and i think it would be undeniable to say that you know wherever brian goes where whether it's in aw wwe or anywhere else across the world you are going to get people yes chanting either at him or in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we've seen it in professional sporting events. We've seen it as touchdown celebrations. We've, we've seen everything. And to say that the yes chant or just the yes in general is not a simple but effective catchphrase and sold a lot of merch and made people react would be undeniable. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. I was kind of surprised it wasn't on yours, but um, you know, we were kind of staying away from the one word ones, even though yeah. I went with suck it was I mean, two I words. With, I went with woo, but yeah, yeah. I figured if I had woo on there, I can't have yes on there. So <laughs> I went with which one I think is is more historic. And I would say that the woo is probably a little bit more historic. And if you have any wrestling catchphrases that we did not say, because there is so many more, uh, you can let us know on social media and juice, where can the people do that? On Twitter, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, it's the same, T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D. Yes, and as we come crashing down to the map, 
on this episode of Top of the Cage. We want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you do not leave us a five-star review, that means that you, specifically you, that person not leaving us a five-star review will not get five-star content. And that is just a fact. Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in. And we will catch you next time.